Hello and welcome to the 13th Hour Podcast. This is episode 445 and I'm your host Joshua Blum. And today we're going to be talking about a couple little things, one of which is making earrings actually. So I, I just looked this up because I did talk about this once before. It's episode 380. It's, it's getting to be a lot of them now because I, I can't actually remember what I've talked about before. Uh, episode 380, I talked about making shrinky dinks. Shrinky dinks were these things in the 80s that were uh, designs that were you would put in the oven and then they would shrink down to a, a little bit. And you could buy like ones for popular properties like G.I. Joe's or Transformers. And then it would be a, a picture basically and you would cut it out and then you would put it in the oven and then it was, it was a piece of plastic and they would shrink down to this little itty thing. And, uh, it's, you can actually make your own. Um, they are, I think still around, but, uh, it's very easy to do your own. And if you can find a polystyrene container of some kind, so, uh, the ones I have found best are clear polystyrene containers, number six plastic, and they're fairly brittle. They're often used in packing things. For example, if you get a sandwich or something like that from a store, they might put it in a number six container. In a lot of places in the U.S., number six plastic is not recyclable, but it is quite easily found, for, for better or for worse. Number six plastic is also the foam, like styrofoam, uh, meat tray type thing that you'll find uh, that's used to package in the, like the meat and, and um, fish section of the supermarket. You can find it all over the place and you can draw on it with uh, like Sharpies and uh, things like that. And then you can actually make your own shrinky dinks. And so for this particular project, what I was doing is that I wanted to see if I could use the shrinky dinks that I know I've made before, and I made some others for this particular thing to make earrings. And so this past week, it was Valentine's Day. I was like, well, what's... My kids were making a bunch of earrings for my wife, and they were using various things. And I have... I got at some point a a little kit to make earrings. Uh, it has the little hoops and the little bits and bobs that I don't even know what they're called that, that, um, will make up a, an earring. So you don't have to do a lot of the metal bending part. It does help to have a pair of, uh, needle nose pliers for this. And you can attach anything obviously to one of those little hoops. It just has to be, you have to make a tiny little hole in it. What my kids did is they made like, we made some resin little pieces, like little charm type things, and they strung together some beads. And then we basically attached them to the to the hoop part of the earring. The, the, they come, you can buy them. Basically it's the, the loop part that goes in the ear and then it has a tiny little loop at the end. And that's where you thread or, or feed everything through. So it'll come with, um, some little, little, almost like chain links, almost like the pieces of individual chain mail, I guess you could say. It'll come with those. There's a bunch of those. And then you can use them, uh, in uh, to, to attach things to those uh, earring loops. You do need a pair of pliers to bend everything out of place and then back into place and kind of crimp it in so it doesn't fall out. Um, so things are kind of delicate, although earrings, I guess, by nature kind of are. Uh, but uh, it's, it's relatively easy to do. 
it helps, I think, to have good lighting <laughs> and uh, maybe a pair of maybe either reading glasses or magnifying glass to kind of see what you're doing a little easier. Um, but I, I, that's in retrospect, I probably should have used that. I did not actually. It's not terribly hard to, to do once, once you kind of get the hang of it. If you're going to get earrings, I would look for ones that are you can, you can buy them like on eBay or Amazon or probably like AliExpress or whatever. I would look for ones that are at least advertised as like hypoallergenic, like nickel-free in case people have issues with those, especially if you're planning on selling them. Um, and I would look for ones that give you a whole, like a, like you can buy like a whole container of all these things because you will lose the little bits all over the place. I'm amazed actually that uh, I was, I came in a little like, almost like a little fishing tackle kind of box. Amazed the whole thing didn't end up on the floor. I was pretty sure it was going to, but it did not actually, oddly enough. So what I ended up doing is that I, I had those pieces already and I drew some designs. So I have some here and they had various levels of success with them. So I figured uh, making one, I was going to make some earrings as well for my wife, and I thought that one thing I could do was uh, pick a design, one that was relatively simple. And so for this, I actually chose the infinity sign from the inside cover of the 13th hour, because I figured like, you know, it symbolizes forever, and it's, uh, it's relatively easy to draw, and I thought that would be a kind of a nice thing to do in sort of a semi it's it's not obviously 3d but it, it basically looks like a mobius strip have you ever seen that the one the way i drew it in the uh in the book so basically a figure eight uh, adding and adding some three-dimensionality to it and i so i drew that on a piece of the number six plastic with a with a pen just kind of like scratching it in place and then i used uh, some sharpie markers to uh, color it in like two different two different layers are two different colors basically. The one thing I guess about to mention is that when when things shrink, they they obviously obviously will become smaller, but the the colors will become darker. So you can use very very light colors. It'll look like it's not even showing up, but when you shrink it, it will actually become more. It'll become darker. The contrast will increase. So you don't necessarily need to include a ton of detail on these things because it, it will. Uh, it's going to be tiny anyway, and you won't be able to see it. And the other thing is, if you want to do things like outlining and stuff like that, you just want to make sure that it doesn't overpower the design that you have or the color that you have, just because you probably, again, won't be able to see it, and uh, things will be darkened. So something that is somewhat dark, like a red color, for example, on when you color it, uh, it's going to be almost brown probably by the time you take it out of the oven because it'll be shrunk down. So you want to be have just a light coating of color on these things. And I've experimented in the past with coloring both sides and stuff like that. You just need to color one. By the time you put it in the oven and you bake it, uh, the color will hold fast. So I have some pictures of some of the attempts that I made. Um, one thing I guess for earrings is that you want to make sure that you include a little an area, and think about this when you're cutting it out, where you can actually drill through and put the little hole in there. So I didn't uh, do that the the very first time, the first maybe two times or whatever, I forgot about that. Or I had included it, but I forgot that it would actually shrink down and be very difficult to actually get to, unless you have a tiny, 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 tiny drill. 
uh, I was using a, a pretty small little bit and I still had trouble. So that's one thing that I would mention is make sure and include space for you to drill a hole through. But what I end up finding is that, you have, and you have to play around with the size a little bit to figure out, because if you have a certain size in mind that you want the earrings to be, uh, the, the little bobble part, then you have to play around with um, how much it's going to, how big to make the original design, because it will shrink quite a bit. So for example, I, I found that things shrank by at least half of what I was thinking of. And it's kind of cool because initially the sheet that you have that this very thin, almost brittle kind of uh, sheet of plastic gets shrunk down to something that in this case is like almost, some of these are fairly thick, like almost two millimeters thick. And they're, they're thick and they're very solid. Um, but, you know, that's because they are half, half the size. I, I imagine it, it has something to do with the fact that that when they make the those polystyrene sheets, they're flattening them out and they're spacing everything out, like the molecules out a bit. And so it is very thin. And then when you heat it, everything, you take away some of that space. And so it, it goes back to its almost natural state, I imagine, or just everything gets closer. So I, I found that the, just before, I found that the clear plastic ones worked better than the the, uh, the, the styrofoam looking ones, but I mean, your mileage may vary. You can kind of try and experiment with whatever you have. The other thing I would say is that the, it helps to make sure the surface is very clean before, or at least clear, you know, it's free, free from blemishes and things like that, just because those get kind of amplified when you shrink it down. So, uh, I, I did, uh, I included some pictures. I, I made two two little uh, infinity signs and um, was able to drill holes through them and then thread the earring bits through. So it, I included a picture in the show notes. It's relatively simple to do and it, it's not, it probably took, um, I don't know, five minutes or something like that to, to get the right design uh, colored in. It took a few tries, I would say, to actually find a size that fit and find ones that um, I was able to use successfully, but I think on the third try, I was able to do it. Uh, and then what I ended up doing is, and there may be better ways of doing this. I, I just heated up the oven to about 350. And then I put the, I put the, uh, the little pieces in on a baking sheet. And then I used a piece of parchment paper, uh, or baking paper, uh, on top of the, um, on top of the shrinky dinks. So below so they wouldn't stick to the pan and above, I kind of folded it over. I experimented with this before without anything on top of it. And what I found is that the shrinky digs had a tendency to fold in on themselves. If you watch them closely in the oven, you can do this, uh, though it's hot, obviously. Uh, they will sort of crinkle up and and then fold in on themselves. And I, I found that they had a tendency sometimes to actually get deformed in the process. So I wanted something on top of them so that wouldn't happen. So it was a little bit of pressure, just a light pressure, so they would sort of shrink more uniformly. And then uh, they, some of them are a little bit like, I don't know, concave, but for the most part, they're relatively flat, certainly good enough for this project. And I think if you have a more complicated design though, these were just basically ovals. Uh, so if you have a more complicated des design, especially if there's lots of bits and stuff hanging off of it, I would 
I'm not sure how that would go. And so you might want to stick with a cutout that's more circular because then it'll kind of shrink more uniformly. I found that if if it was, uh, if you cut it out and it was more like a square, I'm not sure if that didn't quite work as well. A circle or something that has less sharp edges seemed to work a little bit better. I'm not entirely sure why. I think it has to do with the way that the material just kind of shrinks down. And probably, I, I imagine the way, the alignment of the, I don't know, the molecules inside. So, but that's just a guess. Either way, a round design seemed to work better. And uh, it may take a little bit of trial and error to find a technique in the oven that actually works. But you don't need to put them in for long. I put them, probably put them in, and this may have been overkill, but I probably put them in at like for about eight to 10 minutes at 350 degrees. And by that point, they were, they were small enough. And uh, I took them out, let them cool. Uh, the, the trick is actually when you take them out, because they are so small, it's not to lose them. Um, you know, you, you take them out and you turn around and a, a, a gust of air will take them and blow them off. So uh, you take them out and you put them down, let them cool in a place where it's not terribly windy. And then once they've dried, uh, the plastic will be now quite hard and uh, relatively thick. And so you will need something like uh, the fine bit of an engraving tool or uh, uh, the smallest drill bit you can find to drill through that to, uh, to make the hole. I, I don't know if you make the hole beforehand, if that works better. I haven't tried that, but you could certainly try that. So that's the uh, that's making earrings, and it's totally, totally possible, I think, to do. And you have your basically your imagination is your um, is your guide there. Or you're uh, you're limited by your imagination. One other thing I've been doing, and this is the like a hood ornament segment of the uh, of the pod. I've uh, finished making the cards, uh, the, the card backs for the latest Rocketeer figures. Uh, these are the ones that go along with the story, the Rocketeer versus the Third Reich. And uh, I have the cards have been printed out. I think what I'm going to do next time, I think I'm definitely going to go and have these like printed out at a place like, I don't know, Kinko's or something like that. Or I, I've learned that um, UPS stores and stuff like that will have like color printers where you can do some of this stuff. And I might actually do that because it's a pain in the neck uh, to do this yourself and have the constantly, uh, it uses up a lot of ink I found to print out these card backs. And I've done this enough times now to uh, to have some some familiarity like with the whole process, but it gets to be, it gets to be a pain. So I, I might, I might try to do that and at least take care of that part. I don't mind like paying a couple bucks to do that because certainly ink is more expensive. But I have all the, the card backs, and they're done. They're, they're, they're glued together. I have five of them, and I have the figures. The figures have been done for ages, and I just have to, uh, I just have to put the little accessories inside. So the accessories come with... Well, the accessories are helmets. A, uh, he, he has a couple things on him already. The Rocketeer comes with a rocket pack, which is detachable. It comes with this little plastic carriage that fits over the rocket pack that you can take on and off but with that is you can string a pair uh, some fishing line in in inside the two loops and you can make the rocketeer figure into a zip line kind of figure kind of like i don't know air commanders or things like that um so that you know comes with some fishing line and 
comes with a, a pistol and holster that, that's already inside. And uh, it comes with a, uh, like a German grenade, like one of those, it looks like a potato masher. Because that's a factor, and that's something in the story. So uh, in the back, there's a link to the story and, of course, the card game. And uh, so that'll be pretty much done uh, in uh, shortly, once I, once I finish packing all this stuff. I have to figure out, I guess, the best way to put all the little accessories in there. I'm just thinking, like, maybe a plastic bag. One thing I realized that I also have to do is include some, some instructions so people know how to use the, the little zip line type thing. So that's, uh, I'll, I'll write that up, include some pictures. But that was a, a little graphics de graphic design pro project that took, um, took quite a while, making those, those card backs. I don't know, that, that, that part is, uh, is a bit fussy. The next, uh, the next thing, I guess, is just a little, a little thing. I actually found a Rocketeer game. And it's part of a Disney online it's like an online app game type deal it's called disney heroes and it's it's downloadable uh for your phone it's free and it's one of these things where it's free to play it's, it's free to, to play but it probably goes a little bit easier if you pay for it on the other hand i did not pay for anything um but the reason that i mentioned it is because the rocketeer is a character in this game it's pretty unusual for Disney stuff because they usually don't remember Rocketeer as part of one, you know, one of their licenses. But uh, I thought it was really cool because the the animations that they use for the Rocketeer are really quite good, and there it's it would be wonderful to see them do something more with it. the The premise of the game I don't really understand. It's basically you collect a bunch of Disney heroes and you battle uh, other ones, and it's something about um oh what's the movie it's called wreck it ralph uh where the premise of that movie and it is a disney movie it's this quite good one um wreck it ralph is a disney care is a character a video game character and then the premise of the movie is that after after hours after the everybody goes home from the arcade he and the other video game characters get together and they hang out and uh and then I think something along, it's either the first one or the second one, there's like bad code that gets, gets introduced to the, the system or something like that, and he has to go solve the problem. I could be totally missing that or uh, misinterpreting that. I don't remember. It's been a while since I've seen the movie, but they're, they're good movies. There's two of them. Uh, they're, 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 they're really good, um, very, very well done movies, uh, especially if you like video games and some, they have nods to a bunch of vintage stuff and stuff like that in there. So I don't know if that's the premise or or whatever, because uh, he's one of the first characters that you encounter, and the premise is you have to go and sort of save the city from bad computer code or something like that. Didn't really understand it. Kind of don't really care. It's uh, my purpose of playing it was really just to get the Rocketeer, which you don't get right away. And it's one of these games where you have to collect a bunch of different uh, characters and then kind of progress forward and make them stronger. I was originally confused about what the whole point of the thing was other than collecting characters uh, because when you actually encounter a, uh, a situation where you have to battle, uh, the game does it for you. So you're not really doing that part. There's not really, as far as I can tell, a component of real-time fighting. It just sort of happens off 
it happens right in front of you, but the, the program does it for you very quickly. And it's all based on whether your character is strong enough or has these certain abilities, but you don't actually do the actual uh, fighting yourself with like button mashing or anything like that. It just happens. And you sort of watch it um, in sped up time. And so I was like, okay, well, that's interesting. And then based on the strength of your character and your team, you progress forward or not. And if you don't, then you have to make them stronger in order to be able to progress for further. So it sounds fairly straightforward. Uh, it sort of is, but the I think the, the the way they get you is that they give you a lot to a lot of resources. In this case, like gold coins and things like that, to basically level up your characters. But to to play further, you have to get more. And the easiest way, of course, to do that is to buy their you know exorbitantly priced. Um, package of, of coins and gems and all those other kinds of things like that. But you can also sort of get them in the game itself. It just, it's a lot slower. And uh, so there's a, an element of grinding through the game where you have to do a lot of things repeatedly to, to get up resources to improve the stats of your team. And then once you collect a whole bunch of uh, characters, then you can, I guess you can pick and choose which ones you want to use. Uh, some presumably are better than others at certain things that I couldn't really tell the difference. If you are familiar with lots of Disney movies, you'll see all kinds of characters there, both good and bad, that you can choose from. And it, that, that part is kind of neat. Like, you know, like, and they really cut across a wide swath of their properties. Like, you know, there's like, I don't know, Disney's Robin Hood, like the where he's a fox. And then there'll be like 22 from the movie Soul. And then there's like, you know, like the Rocketeer. I don't know, like characters from the Jungle Book and like, you know, characters from Frozen. And, you know, there's like a very, very broad swath where they all kind of are together on this team. So that, that in a sense is kind of cool. Um, I think the... Uh, I struggle to call the game fun uh, because it's basically a collecting game. I guess it's fun if you like to collect things. I guess it's also fun if you like to increase, like to sort of maximize the power of your characters. But to do that, you kind of have to play through a lot of repetitive parts of it. And a lot of the parts are sort of your characters, especially earlier on, will be underpowered. And then you're, you're end up facing these challenges and other kinds of things like that where the you have to progress to a very, very high level to do that. And so you're not going to have any success. So I, I don't know, that part, uh, obviously, I think is designed for you to say like, oh, well, the hell with this, I'm just going to pay for this bundle of things to level up my characters very quickly. The other part of it, I think you should know, uh, is that I think it is, but just by the way it is, it is designed, it is, it is kind of like addictive in a way. They, they want you to get up to that next level. They have like, it's almost like a belt ranking system in martial arts where your character will start off low. And then it's not just the the different things that they have and the their, I don't know what you call it, hit points or something. They'll have other levels like yellow, uh, green, blue, and so forth. So you kind of can level up that way. And as they that's another incentive. So I think if you're someone that really likes to to do that whole th- sort of thing like i think it would fit well in it if you're already if you're in the mindset of like a role-playing game where you're you're kind of leveling up your character that sort of is what they're going for i think but in order to get certain characters let's, let's just say like my, my goal was really to get the rocketeer you have to play it a lot unless your favorite characters are, are like ones that you get right away like um, I think the characters from the movie, the, the Incredibles movies, you get right away. Wreck-It Ralph, you get right away. 
And so if you're, those are your favorite characters, then you're like, oh, okay, great. You get them right off the bat. But if you want something that's more obscure, like the Rocketeer, then you have to, you inevitably have to grind a lot to get it. And it took me a little while to, to actually get to the Rocketeer. And once I did, I was like, oh, great. But now what do I do? <laughs> so obviously it's, it's the same thing. It's like, well, okay, now you can try to get the character stronger and so forth. The interesting thing, though, and this is the part that I thought was actually was actually uh, quite cool that they did, is they have little um, uh, paired adventures for all the characters. So they actually had to do a fair amount of research into the the worlds of each of these characters in the movies, and there's a lot. There's hundreds of characters there, so they pair you up with another random character, and they have a little storyline. So. Uh, Cliff, for example, is paired up with these other characters. I don't actually know which movies they're from. Um, a couple of female characters and who are also maybe flyers. One looks like a pirate. Um, I'm, not, I'm not really sure. But they, uh, there's a little storyline there and it'll talk about things that's specific to that particular world. So Cliff is talking about like, hey, you know, uh, Peavy's having trouble with an engine. Can you help me? And I'm not really sure what to do because I haven't really been able to do those adventures yet because the characters are not a high enough level. I think it's more or less the same thing. You go around and you fight things. And then based on that, then you advance the storyline a little bit. So there are these little snippets. And um, it's a, it's a kind of nice little nod uh, to each of these movies. So I thought that that was a kind of a cool thing. I thought it was they didn't have to do that. Um, but they did. The other thing that they did is they have specific attacks that are kind of based on the character's costume. In this case, the Rocketeer has a, a rocket pack, so he has a, like a rocket-propelled punch and things like that, and he'll rocket around the screen. And so I'll include some of those pictures and, and videos if I can in the, in the show notes so you can kind of see what it is. The animation was very well done. I'd love to see them do more with it. I don't know if they necessarily will, but they had to invest a lot of time into doing all that for this, this particular game. So I hope they, I hope it gets used for something else. So verdict, I would say, uh, it's it's a it's it's entertaining if you're into collecting. It's I, I guess you could say it's satisfying in the same way that cleaning out your inbox, you know, of your email might be satisfying um, to some. But uh, in terms of fun, I'm not. I'm hesitating in calling it fun, but it is isn't it is sort of a. It's a, it's a neat thing to get your character that you want. So I got the Rocketeer. Um, it's a neat thing to be able to get them to a point, presumably to be able to do their own little storyline. And so that has not happened to me yet. So when, I, when that happens, I probably will talk about it here. Uh, it is one of the few games out there that involves the Rocketeer. And uh, at this point, I can only think of one other one that is playable on modern stuff. No, two, two that are playable. One is the, there's a Disney Junior game, which features the, the Kitsy Court uh, from the 2019 animated series. And you can play that in a, in a game that's a flying game. And, and that's also one that's free. Um, and that's pretty well done for what it is for, for a free app flying game, like, you know, free mobile flying game. It's, 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 not, it's pretty good. Um, you, you can't really expect a whole lot from something like that. It's really not bad. Uh, and there's this one. And the only other one that I know of is a game called Broforce, 
which is playable on the computer. And it's a game where actually it's similar to this one in that your, your object is you collect a lot of characters. In this case, it's what they call bros from uh, 80s and 90s action movies. And uh, the Rocketeer, it's not called the Rocketeer there. Everything is bro something or other. So they didn't have to you know, use the license for the actual character, but the, the Broketeer is one and he just, he looks exactly like Cliff and he, you know, he rockets around the screen and uh, your game is, you know, the, the, the point of the game is just to destroy lots of things. And so it's one of the many characters that you get. So that's, that, that's a pretty good game. Uh, so that's the only other one I know of, aside from the original ones that were made for Nintendo, which are pretty much god awful. But the, this one with the with the Disney uh, heroes, it has one of the best animations. It it, re- it really they really did a nice job on that. I will say. So, uh, check that out if that sounds interesting. I'll include a link in the show notes. Well, so that wraps up uh, this week's episode. Uh, thanks for listening, and I will talk to you guys in the future. Hey, a couple last minute things before you go. Thanks for listening to this show. If you liked it, you can find many more on the website 13thhr.wordpress.com or on your favorite podcasting platform. You can often find behind-the-scenes information about this show and other things that I do on social media, such as Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You'll see links to those in the show notes. Sometimes people will ask me, how can I help contribute to the show or other things that, that I do? And probably one of the easiest ways is by going over to Facebook and looking up the Facebook group called 13th Hour Arts. And it's a place for not only to discuss these kinds of things, but also for you to share your own creative process and the things that you're doing that bring meaning to your life. You can also do things that are entirely free, such as leaving a review for a book, music, this particular podcast, share it with friends, subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform, email me, W-R-I-T-E-J-O-S-H-U-A-B-L-U-M at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your suggestions and comments. You can also leave a one-time donation over at Coffee, and that's K-O-F-I slash 13THHR. It's basically like a virtual tip jar, kind of like the sort of thing like a piano player might have at a bar or something like that. For a small amount, you can also leave a donation on a monthly basis at Patreon, and that helps bring new things to this particular show and to support future projects. And that's at 13th Hour Arts. It's also a place for patrons to share their own creative process and the things that bring inspiration and meaning to them. I hope by sharing a little bit of the creative process in this particular show, it gets people to cultivate that aspect of their own life and to remember that those things are important even if you are an adult and you may not have time for it. Hopefully by paying attention to those aspects of your own life, you can remember your own dreams and aspirations and help create a world and make a world that you want to be in. And at the end of the day, That's sort of what the 13th hour is about. So thanks as always for listening, and I'll talk to you guys next week.